What's up? Hey, welcome to the podcast. So we had some yoga talk before we got started. Do you want to do you want to jump into that real quick or you want to do the intro stuff? Yoga pants. I feel like that's all I want to wear these days. That I was just thinking that the uh, the other day I realized I have spent money on underwear and pajamas and I bought like a, several pairs of overalls. That's what apparently that I need during a pandemic. I need 30 pairs of thongs. <laughs> I need like, I need overalls. I, I don't know I why. just want really loose clothing. Yeah. Like I don't want any. These are silky short overalls. They're like a, like a silky, I have a pair that's like silk and they're shorts and they're super loose and flowy and I wear them with a bodysuit or a crop top. And then I have like um, another pair that's like linen. I got them at Torrid. Like I can't stop wearing them. I wear them all the time. Here's my problem with anything silk is like it's it just the wrinkles like Gives you know how anything you buy like I like to buy things I know I'm gonna I can fold them in my drawer mm-hmm. put them away and I'm not gonna pull it out and have to iron it or hang it in the shower or do anything like I if, I if it wrinkles I will wear it one time and I'll never wear it again really <laughs> yeah I'm so weird I hate ironing I don't have a board set up like I have to like pull it all out I don't even and own so, an iron I'm not yeah mm-hmm. like I have an iron but I never use it like this, the silky thing that I got, I mean, it's, I just throw it in the dryer. Knock the wrinkles that's out. That's what I Who do. Who cares? There's spiders in my basement. <laughs> um, that's out. Well, that's definitely that's why you don't go. Out. So we were talking about leggings and I'm a Fabletics girl. I love them. And the reason I love them, they had a place, or they still do, they have a, I'm assuming, I haven't been in the mall in like five months, but they have a store there and I walk What's by. What's a mall? I know. <laughs> a mall, you say? What's a mall? But, are they, I, I don't even know if they're open here. But they have, yeah. um, okay. they have, Fabletics is a Kate Hudson brand, the celebrity. And so she started the legging brand. And so I was like, oh, that's, you know, whatever. That's for skinny, rich people. And I go by one day and it says <laughs> on the window, it had a sticker in the bottom corner and it said sizes zero to four X. And I was like, you have my attention. <laughs> so anything that's size inclusive, I'm like, all right, somebody's thought this through. Somebody got an opinion from an outside source. I'm going in. I'm going to try them. So I think the way Fabletics is set up, if I'm not fucking this up, I think it's like a monthly subscription where it's like $75 a month, but the money is applied towards your leggings. So, and their leggings are like 30 or 40 bucks or something like that. So you can get like around two pairs of leggings a month, or you can get like, sports bras or they have like shirts and like workout shirts that are like mesh in the back and like I have a couple of different things that I got from them I did it for a long time until I had like a ton of leggings what do you guys have the leggings with pockets yeah I have mm-hmm. those. oh yeah that's uh, they, that was the thing I love about them is fabulous that all of them have the pockets on the sides for your phone and they have a little pocket in the back for like your keys but also they make shorts that have pockets too so I wear those shorts under dresses and stuff during the summertime so I can just stick my phone in there or whatnot and my thighs don't chafe because girls got big thighs so I, I love Fabletics. I, I would wholeheartedly suggest them. And I even wrote their company an email and said, thank you for being size inclusive. Like for shit like that, I'll, I'll email a fucking company and tell them why I'm supporting their product. 
So, so this is so these yoga pants I'm wearing. If you're are watching Beyond. this on YouTube, you can see Tessa's incredible leggings that she got today. Yeah, these are Beyond Yoga, and I feel like they, I feel like they just like sucked my legs in. Yeah, and like they're so soft. Turn around, let's see your booty. Gave, can we see your butt? Like, okay, hold on. Flip it all. There we go. There she is. Look at, look there she the is. I'm throwing, looks, I'm throwing money at the screen right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm wearing for my daughter's birthday party. I'm going all out. Do it. Yoga pants. Do it. <laughs> I'm like, I wore my good yoga pants. But for this that's party. what I feel like Fabletics do is they just cinch you in. They're ultra. They have ultra high waisted. It's like w- w- under the tit, which I'm like, bring it on. What do I fucking care? And it's like yeah. they're so thick. That you, they're never see-through or anything, but they're not hot. They're breathable. But Mel, you said you swear by Victoria's Secrets, and you've been wearing yeah, those forever. Yeah, they're exactly like that. They're like that. Forever. Okay. They're high-waisted, and they got the pockets, and they're just really thick, and they cinch. What size do they go to? Yeah, yeah. So, you know what size they go to? Um, Probably extra large. Yeah. Because like, Here's I the problem to... with mine is I... I feel like I should be a medium because the top is loose, mm-hmm. but my calves. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. It doesn't want to set on my calves. It'll like where it indents it if I get the medium. So I have to get the large. Really? Uh, you have so, slender okay. legs. I'm surprised. Victoria's Secret. I, I, I remember going in there to buy a bra yeah. like when I first moved to New York and just mm-hmm. laughing. <laughs> being like, who? There, there's, if you're even a little bit larger than a double D. Like, if they don't have anything that fits yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Online, they do. Yeah, that's... Do they? Uh, sometimes online, they'll go to, like, a triple... They don't carry my size, for sure. But they... um. But I've looked at, like, their leggings, like, their pink stuff, and, and I've looked at it because I'm like, I really like supporting Bath & Body Works. Like, I even sent you guys that email I got that day that they donated um, $1 million to Black Lives Matter, and then they pledged, like, $10 million over the next year to it. So, like, I... And I did the same thing. I emailed their company and I was like, I'm, I bought like $200 worth of bath soaps because your your company did this. I want to support a company that supports the causes I think are important. So at Victoria's Secret falls under the umbrella of Bath and Body Works. They're all in that same company. And I was like, well, hold on, though. Back, Victoria's Secret. Well, let's just, well, let's do some research on this. <laughs> you don't think? I'll tell. No, 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 because they, you know, their CEO is in trouble for for like harass, sexual harassment. Oh, shit. Problem. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. Like major like um, abuse of the models and behind the scenes sexual. Oh, like, that so. sucks. We'll do some research on it and then maybe, you know, but it. Now I feel like they, your mom, Tessa. Those causes, now I feel like I your know. mom, you're just like, you know what? That sounds legit, but I'm going to research it. Well, I know, I know. I just want to make sure before, and then I can always tell Lola to take that part yeah, out. Yeah, true. Too, I, no, it's um, a, that's that's a fair point. So yeah, he's a he's a shithead essentially. Um, any and they're anti and they're anti like large plus size models yeah. too, or they have been in the past. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> thanks, thanks for bringing that down, Tessa. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, but maybe they, maybe they, maybe the he's handed over the reins to somebody and they're donating to what worthy causes now that's a good thing and right? i don't know i mean it was the, the i got the email it was from the the ceo of bath and body works like they put out a mass email from the person that runs that company so maybe they're not like interconnected i don't know they used to be i used to work for bath and body works and they were owned by the l brand and they owned like limited and like part of the gap and it, like several other things like that like they all used to be under this big umbrella but they're not anymore so can i ask you something yep. when is the last time you bought something from the gap oh, probably when my kids were babies 
my kids. Yeah, because yeah, they had really cheap baby clothes. That weirdly. I went in there to buy Mackenzie. I was just trying to get her a winter coat. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I, so I was like, went to the back where they had their winter coats lined up. And these were like three to four hundred dollar coats. Shut up. Yeah. And I was like, how are they sustaining this? I don't, I've never bought anything never... in the gap in what? probably a decade. I just happened to be like, oh, they'll have them. So I was like, they'll have plain, normal coats. You can always There's get nobody a, in there. Yeah, like, You can always get a half-off coupon for Gap. Like, it works every other week or something. Yeah. Oh. Well, I didn't buy it, just like <laughs> I was like, I, but I was just so shocked. I was that's like, a, Gap that's a pretty steep used price to be, rate. like, affordable mm-hmm. and, like, basics. Affordable basics, Well, they're owned right? by, like, um, Old Navy and stuff. Like, I think it's Old Navy, Gap, and something else. I can't. Banana Republic. Do you guys remember when Gap came out with that striped sweater and everybody yep. wanted one? Yep. I, like, had to have one. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, it was I like in woman. the... If you showed it to me, I would probably... It was like, it was like in the it. 2000s where, like, boy bands were wearing them, like LFO and NSYNC. I kind of remember, like, a Justin Timberlake mm-hmm. striped sweater It was, sweater like, ribbed, like, uh, like, corded. What is that? Cable knit. Single stripe, yes. Mm-hmm. I had those. Oh my god, the gap. I mean, I do remember wearing sweaters that were terrible for my body type. Like, <laughs> they came from the gap that came like all the way up to my neck, mm-hmm. you know, and then like three quarters sleeve, mm-hmm. like all the things I shouldn't wear, you know, like <laughs> according to what not to wear. Yeah, TV show. Seven- which is my I was gonna say um, the Seventeen magazine at the time. <laughs> do you remember reading you know, the trauma ramas do you remember that in 17 magazine yes remember, oh my god those and they were completely made those up those were my crack I, think... I used to i used to love those it's no wonder i write drama now <laughs> you know but those traumas like those were definitely just written by an editor right? I don't, because I they all had the same exact stop time. ruining like, my childhood tests i'm like <laughs> i believe that i thought those were real people wrote maybe in. they just tell the story and they read and they just write it yeah. out. Like, they, like almost like a ghostwriter. Yeah. yeah. This is like penthouse. I believed everything. Do you, you used to take the tests over and over again until you got the answer you wanted? Yes. Like, <laughs> oh, no, I'm supposed to be with a job. <laughs> <laughs> and I took the test seven times. <laughs> okay, so I just wanted to say that um, No Vibe July was a big mistake. It, oh, you made it. Did you make when, when did you make it to? A couple days ago. It just... Wow, you made it like 10 days. <laughs> no, I was pretty impressed with myself. Like, I think I made it about that far, too. Okay. What about you, Tessa? I... I no, I was out on July 1st. <laughs> I didn't even do it. <laughs> it's not happening. Yeah, I was, I was pretty impressed with myself that I made it that long. Mostly because I've started the Cresley Cole's Immortals After Dark series. <laughs> oh, my God. And... Like, we're just going to take a moment of silence for this series. A moment of silence. It's the best. I mean, just... All right. So, let me talk you into this. Not you guys, but the listener. You. You, lady. Right here. You're listening to me right now. And you're saying, it's not for me. Let me just stop you right there and say, this is for you. This is all for you. You might not like vampires. You might not like immortals. You might not like anything that's not reality. You're going to like this, okay? It is a crazy, possessive hero. It is over-the-top, sassy heroine. It is filthy, nasty, dirty, hot-ass sex through the whole fucking book. And every time it gets better. 
It's not boring. You don't skip a page. You want every single word of this. So let me tell you right now, if you have apprehensions, start with the first book. It's called The The Warlord Wants Forever. Go get it. It's $7 on Audible. The narrator is incredible. He does this Russian accent that I just want to slap somebody when I hear it because it's so (laughs) fucking dirty. So... Seven bucks on Audible, or you can get the ebook. I don't even know how much. Maybe the ebook's free. Like, I don't, it's the it's a novella. Somebody look it up. It's called The Warlord Wants Forever. Uh, but it's just, it's so hot, and it's so perfect because he's just in pursuit the whole time, and he's crazy obsessed with her. And it's Faded Mates, which is, you know, once you meet your person, this is forever. So there's there's never anybody else. And he couldn't get hard until he met her. And then... So that's the that's kind of like right in the beginning, and then he's always yeah forever. yes forever. <laughs> forever so ever. she actually teases him. She gives him a taste of her blood, which she knows is going to drive him crazy and make him hard. He's not going to be able to get off. He can't release unless he's with his mate. So she takes off for four fucking years. For four years, he is hard and cannot get off, and he's just hunting her down. Like, there is, like, he, by the time he finds her, he's, like, weak and can hardly walk because he's so fucking hard, like, for her. It's ridiculous. And yet, Do you think we hate men? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just describing this with glee. Oh, I'm so happy. Like, he is dying. <laughs> he's dying. He is he's miserable. He's so... All the things we want in romance. so much pain. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. It's so good. And by the time he finds her, he can like hardly walk. And he just falls on her in an alleyway. And he's like, just rub the head of it. Like, so like, just, just get me off. Like, I'm so fucking desperate. It's so good. So let me just like, if you have just one quick second, get this book. Trust me. Do it. You know, like it really, honestly, I've stepped like way outside of my comfort zone in the last like few reads and it's been so rewarding. Yeah. And like, so if you're only reading contemporary, mm-hmm. just branch out, just try I would have it. never, What's the worst that can happen I would have never wanted to it? read this. Like if, if, you, if I hadn't read the professional, Cressley Cole's professional and just fallen ass over feet into Cressley Cole, if I hadn't like done that I wouldn't read this series this nothing about this series sounds like something I want to read you know what I mean like I just I wasn't prepared for this (laughs) that's what I'm saying (laughs) yeah it's uh I mean I I lost many years of my life to just I actually wouldn't even read anything in between releases I would just be waiting for Cressley Cole oh yeah because that that's how everybody that's like I didn't nothing compared that's what and it happens every time I post that I'm reading a Cressley Cole book I'll if I post it on Instagram I'll get like 20 messages of people like best books ever best series ever and I'm (laughs) like yes and so many people like I'm just just waiting on another one i'm like I, I don't know what to do with that like it's there is years. this one book shit with, let me just uh, say it real quick i looked book. it up the warlord wants forever is 2.99 on kindle 7.34 on audio um this is one of the shortest books in the series so you can read this and get a taste and if you don't like it just get out just there's the door get out it's 185 pages so it's still i think it's pretty hefty even for a short book but um like I said, two ninety nine on Kindle, and then the second book in the series is seven ninety nine. So I think they're all around that 
Um, I'm not sure how far it goes into the series yet. I'm not there. There's a book in that series called Kiss of a Demon King. And oh my God. Okay. So there's, so it's like an evil heroine. Like she's evil. Like she's a sorceress, I think. Her name's Sabine. And she, uh, she basically imprisons this like very noble, like, um, leader, king, hero guy named Rydstrom. And she chains him up for like a long time (laughs) sexually tortures him and it is like i remember just being like i was like panting and sweating so oh and you know like that sounds like you sound like that sounds like oh my god though i just want them to like release and like get it you know just like but the misery is so good though no torture it's the best part seeing how miserable he was when he finally gets free eventually (laughs) oh i bet he does and he takes it back. Yeah, he gets his revenge. Uh, it's, oh my God, just read, start from the beginning. And that's what just, I think this series in particular, like the, the way it starts is just so achy and good. Like he's yes. so desperate for it. He's so fucking hard. He can hardly. And like, they're all walk. so safe. The books. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, they, she's created these rules and this structure to where like mm-hmm. they literally cannot be with anybody but their mate. It's just so like safe and mm-hmm. um, it just feels so just good satisfying mm-hmm. you know yeah. okay it's renee rose week here on <gasps> hi <laughs> yes we're so excited to have renee rose um she's brought us a novella called forced uh that originally appeared in the blacklight roulette redux anthology awesome uh and yeah it's it's hot she okay i'm gonna read her her bio. USA Today bestselling author Renee Rose loves a dominant, dirty-talking alpha hero. She sold over a million copies of steamy romance with varying le- varying levels of kink. Her books have been featured in USA Today's Happily Ever After and Pop Sugar, named Eroticon's USA's U- Eroticon USA USA's Next Top Erotic Author in 2013. She is also one Spunky and Sassy's favorite sci-fi and anthology uh, author. The Romance Review's Best Historical Romance and Spanking Romance Review's Best Sci-Fi, Paranormal, Historical, Erotica, Age Play, and Favorite Couple and Author. She's hit the USA Today list five times with various anthologies. So she's she's done her she's done her work. She's there. Yep. <laughs> yes. Um, she has a book, a series called The Vegas Underground. And it's hot mafia guys, and they're super dominant. The first book in the series is King of Diamonds, and uh, this is the blurb. I warned her. I told her not to set foot in my casino again. I told her to stay away, because if I see her around my suite again, I'll claim her as my own. And once I make her mine, I'm not going to set her free. I'm the king of Vegas underground, and I take what I want. So she better run, stay the hell away from my casino, or I'll never let her go. And that is a King of Diamonds is a standalone mafia romance in the Vegas Underground series. No cheating, no cliffhangers. So King of Diamonds, check that out. It's the first one, again, in the Vegas Underground series. It's mafia guys. It's sexy. Um, I think she does a little bit. She does like some spanking and some BDSM and some. Yeah, yeah she, that's how I think I have got with her. So yeah. I was just looking through my Kindle. I read a lot of her paranormal. Mm-hmm. She's really sweet too. She's a really sweet You're lady. Like I want some spankings. Let's let's get on this. <laughs> and she's Kindle Unlimited too, and she's got some audio books. So King of Diamonds is in an audio. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Do you, do you have it in front of you? Who's the narrator? I'm sorry. What? Do you know who the narrator is? Do you have it in front of you? Oh, does it? I never look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Sam. I don't 
don't either. I never look, and I'm uh, I'm usually pleasantly surprised. Where I'm like, oh, this was one. Yeah, like this guy who's narrating this Cresley Cole book. I'm gonna go hunt him down and see what else he's doing. Like he's got to do other Russian voices. Okay, so um, we're gonna play the first half of Forest by Renee Rose, and we'll talk to you guys on the other side. Bye. Bye. This is Forced by Renee Rose, read for you by Natalia Chanel. Chapter 1 Mariana My baby sister wants to be spanked by a man. I'm still reeling. She pours more wine in my glass as if that will make her revelation go down easier. I'm definitely having a hard time assimilating this new information. How did the blonde baby of the family, the one we worked our asses off to keep pure and innocent, the girl we sent to college and then grad school so she could have an important career that none of us even understand, end up on the wrong side of a flogger? My brain can't even compute. We're from the hood, she and I. Not that she ever lets the grit of growing up in Brooklyn show on her, but in my mind, that means she should know if a man smacks her, she gives it right back with brass knuckles. Instead, she's telling me this crazy plan of hers to offer her body up to sadists at a private BDSM club for their big Valentine's event. I tap my freshly manicured nails on her tiny kitchen table. This isn't going to happen. Sarah's forehead scrunches up as she frowns. You don't get to decide, Mary. I'm not asking your permission. She lets out a frustrated huff. I shouldn't have told you. No, 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 just wait. I wave my palms. Jesus, I suck at relating to my own sister as an adult. I'm sorry. I'm just still trying to process the fact that my sweet and innocent sister is kinky and an exhibitionist. But I'll get used to it soon. So you've been on one, what do you call it, date? Scene, she fills in. Seen with a guy, and after just one experience, you think you're ready to participate in a sex club swing party for people who like to give and receive pain? Sarah's lips tighten. I told you, I'm not asking permission. You came to visit, I'm telling you why we won't be spending Valentine's Day eating truffles together and watching 51st Dates. I sure as hell wish she was telling me it's because she met some smart guy who wears button-down shirts with a tie and loafers and wants to send their future kids to a private school. Not this. I rub my forehead. I just don't feel like it's safe. It's totally safe. My play partner, the guy who brought me there last time, says they are extremely careful about who they let in and their security everywhere. I'll have a safe word. All I have to do is say it, and whatever's happening stops. That's not what I mean. I'm thinking, I wave my hand in the air like all Italians do when talking. Emotionally. I don't know. It sounds way too sketchy. Sarah purses her lips with the stubborn look that used to drive me crazy when we were kids. I don't like this plan of hers, but what am I going to do? She's a grown-up. She can make her own decisions. Fine, you're a big girl, but if you go, I'm going too. I think she's going to argue, but instead Sarah's mouth flies open with a laugh. What? Mariana, 
I don't think it's your kind of place. What, you don't think I can stand having my ass slapped? Sarah raises an eyebrow. No, I don't. I think you'd turn around and deck the guy. My lips twist into a grin, and then I laugh, too. Well, I can just go and watch. Sarah shakes her head. Uh Uh-uh. You have to be a member or brought by a sponsor unless you participate in the actual roulette event. Fuck. Then I'll participate. I ignore the tightness between my ribs. My big sister instincts will not let me sit back and let this happen, even though I can tell Sarah doesn't want me there. The smug amusement on her face throws me for a loop. I'll bet a hundred bucks you knee your partner in the balls within an hour. I spit my wine out on a laugh. Is that the bet? Because I have other means of defending myself besides the old nut crack. She shakes her head. No, a hundred bucks you can't last through the night, period. I get my ass beat three times and you give me one hundred bucks? I see annoyance war with amusement on Sarah's face. Listen, I'm not making fun of you, I promise. I just want to be there if you're going, you know, sister solidarity. The smugness returns, and she opens her laptop and brings up a form. Okay, here's the application. Fine. I make quick work of it until I get to the declaration of four hard limits. Things I'm not willing to do with whichever guy ends up with me. I can only pick four. And fuck, there are definitely more than four I would rather not do. Blood play, needle play, water sports? I had to Google. And, ew, anal intercourse with condom. I also want to pick vaginal intercourse with condom, but I can't. I've reached the max. Which means... I could have sex with a stranger on Valentine's Day. It's been a long time for me, way too long, but I never thought I'd end my dry streak this way. I can't decide if I'm disgusted or excited about the prospect. I hit the submit button and Sarah refills my wine glass. To sister solidarity. Her toast hits me right in the throat. This is why I came because in the process of losing myself running our parents' restaurant for the past 14 years, I also lost her. I blink away the sting under my eyelids and clink my wine glass to hers. That's right. Victor. The moment I see the brunette strutting my way, I end my call. She's fucking gorgeous, legs a mile long, body like a weapon. Her coat is fitted, cinched tight at the waist with a belt and falling to mid-thigh. And underneath, all I see is sexy stockings, the kind with the seam that runs up the back. But it's not the looks, it's the attitude. She clicks up in her designer heels and enough confidence to paint the whole fucking block. Some part of me I thought was dead sits up and screams, she's mine. But that's stupid. I'm not doing mine anymore, ever. I'm not doing anything close to keeping a woman in my life. Not after the fucking bloodbath my love life took last year with Kim. Still, this woman must have sensed my claim because she hesitates, flicks her gaze to where I'm holding up the wall outside the psychic shop before I go in and get my rocks off with a masso and blacklight. I'm not the kind of guy who hesitates. 
I see my opening and I take it. Top or bottom? First questions first. She's got Dom written all over her, but I'm the farthest thing from a bottom ever made, so I can probably check her off right now and get back to horning on whichever helpless sub I draw tonight. She stops, one corner of her mouth tilting up, all awareness and control. She actually brushes the lapel of my Italian suit with her manicured nails. I grip her hips, seeing as how she touched me first. She stiffens, but doesn't pull away lifting her chin as if to show she's not afraid of me. She gives a husky chuckle. Bottom, I guess. She has these lips, fucking Cupid's bow perfection. I can't withhold my chuckle. No, you're not. I'm dying to pull her in closer, find out how those curves soften against my larger frame, but I know that would be going too far. You must be here because of a bet. It's her turn to laugh a burst of mirth that seems to surprise her. What makes you say that? Now I do ease her forward, sliding my grip on her waist to palm her back with one hand. She concedes a half step. We're so close I can feel her body heat. Not quite touching, but almost there. Baby, you don't have a submissive bone in your body. How much do you have riding on this? She rewards me with a smile, and my inner Don Juan preens. A hundred bucks. There's a challenge in her eyes as she dares me to bet against her too. Something I would never do. Not against this woman. She has it all going on. I flick an appreciative brow. I'm sure you'll win it then. Another smile, and something in her posture softens, like she's melting into me. I still don't dare pull her against my body, but I sure as hell want to. Maybe you'll be my top. She pops her lips on the P in top, and the sound goes straight to my dick. I decide right then to make it happen. I don't know how, but I do know fate wouldn't dangle a woman like this in front of me only to keep her out of reach. She'll be mine for the night, one way or another. I use my hand at her back to pivot us away from the wall. Come on, I'll walk you in. She starts to let me lead, then stops. I told my sister I'd meet her here. There are two of you? I must have sounded like I'd just won the lottery because her smile stretches wide. Oh no, there's only one of me and one of her. We're as different as night and day. I resume my position holding up the wall. I'll wait with you then. A man doesn't leave a lady standing alone on a sidewalk at night. She gives my broad shoulders and chest a sweep of her eyes. Are you going to be my bodyguard? Believe it, baby. I wish I'd formed her security detail. Hell, I'd put all my best operatives on her, if only to keep her out of reach of every other man on this planet. Something shimmers, hanging in the air between us. I can't decide what it is, her appreciation, maybe? But then she puts her pouty lips together, and I'm dismissed. I can handle myself. Oh, I have no doubt of that, beautiful. You have street smarts written all over you. Where are you from? New York? Philly? I need to know more about her. I need to know everything about her. Brooklyn. Just visiting. My sister lives here. She gives me another sweeping glance, this time speculative. You? What's your guess? 
I ask, because I have the sense she's already decided things about me. You're street smart, too. Jersey, maybe? What gave me away? She turns, angling away from me, like she's looking for her sister, but I know the drill. It's the body language that says, you're not that important to me, you'll have to try harder. Challenge accepted. You look dangerous, she admits after a moment. Is that a good thing or bad? She tilts her head to the side, eyes sliding over me again, before looking back down the street. If you wanted to date my sister, bad. I can't resist. I reach out and catch her elbow, drag her back in close where I want her. She resists a bit for show, but I know she'd wrench out of my grasp if she wanted to. In fact, once she arrives in front of me, she leans in, like our bodies are magnetically drawn together. And if I wanted to date you? Her lids droop slightly, and I experience a surge of satisfaction. I'm sure I could handle you. She purrs. Fuck yeah. I'd let her handle me in all kinds of ways, starting now. A blonde walks up, cute in the girl-next-door kind of way. Excuse me, my captive says, pointedly looking at my grip on her elbow. I let go. She clicks forward in her heels to meet her sister. I see the resemblance, but she was right. They are totally different animals. She doesn't bother to introduce me, which shouldn't offend me as much as it does. They breeze on past, heading into the psychic shop and straight to the back for the secret entrance to Blacklight. I give them a few moments, then trail behind, listening to the cadence of their light banter as we walk through the underground tunnel. I never even got her name, but I'm not worried. Before the night is through, I'll get something from her. A scene, a phone number, a date. I'm not leaving here without branding her with a heavy dose of everything I have to offer her, and more. Chapter Two Mariana. It's been far too long since I've had a date or even a hookup. That's the only explanation for my reaction to the extremely sexy man loitering outside when I arrived. That, and he's my type. And when I say my type, it's with a groan, because, yeah, he's all wrong. I'm not attracted to the DC sort. The businessmen are politicians not even the military men. No, my type wears a heavy dose of street. Not knit cap and piercing street, but deadly confidence in a fine Italian suit. Mr. Rong looks like he could be mafia or from some other dangerous and dark profession. Hence, the groan. Definitely not the kind of guy I'd ever actually do anything with. But I do like the bad boys, except without the boy part and Mr. Wrong was all man. I don't say a word to Sarah about him as we go through the check-in process. We're required to leave all electronics in the locker room. Another reason I'm glad I came along. What if Sarah had wanted to be rescued and couldn't call me? But she's bouncing with excitement. She dressed in a Catholic schoolgirl outfit, which I can't understand, seeing as how we wore them growing up and I never want to see one again in my life. And she gave the name Goldilocks as her code name. I gave the name Brooklyn. Unoriginal, I know. 
and my clothes are not nearly fetish enough. Just a slinky black dress and fuck me pumps. Come on, you look like you could use a drink. Sarah hooks a hand around my elbow and tugs me to the bar, lit with black lights so everything glows. You don't look old enough to drink, little miss, the bartender says to Sarah with a wink. Oh, the priest told me to take communion over here, she promises, and he chuckles. A shot of tequila, I order, leaning my elbows on the bar. At least a bar is one place I'm comfortable. Of course, I'd much rather be on the other side, pouring the drinks. Or managing this place like I've managed the restaurant, rushing around, making everyone comfortable, giving employees orders. I've been working so hard for so many years, I don't even know how to sit still. I hate sitting still. Being served instead of serving. I'll have the same, Sarah says. The bartender pours two shots of tequila and delivers them with salt and lime. I skip the accoutrement and down the shot in a gulp, letting the burn streak down my throat with a vengeance. One more. Sarah downs hers, shudders, and stuffs the lime in her mouth. The bartender purses his lips. It's a two-drink maximum for the night. No one is allowed to play while they're impaired. I look at him evenly and push my shot glass across the bar. I'm ready for my second, especially because I can feel Mr. Dark and Dangerous approaching. I don't even have to look to know he's coming for me. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how I look at it, I'm kept from both the drink and the man by the couple on the stage who call for all the participants to join them. Sarah grabs my hand and tugs me forward through the throng of scantily dressed women and leather or suit-clad men. My response to nerves is to get pissed off, so I toss my hair and strut up to the stage like I own it. I hear a deep chuckle, and I swear it came from the direction of Mr. Wrong, but I don't look. Only when I turn to see him join the other doms to the left of the stage waiting for their turn to be called do I realize I've been holding my breath wondering if he came as a participant or voyeur. You remember the safe words, right? Red means stop. Yeah, yeah. I interrupt Sarah. She only explained this to me ten times last night before we went to bed. To soften my curtness, I tug on one of her pigtails as we stand before the stage, waiting to get selected by our partner through a roll of a roulette ball. Excited, Goldie? She bounces on her heels. Nervous. But yeah, excited. You? My eyes flick to the large, broad-shouldered man in an expensive suit, the one who looks like he probably keeps a gun and knows how to use it, the one who's making my nipples stiff just thinking about the hard body lurking underneath the finely tailored cloth. Of course, he catches my look, and the corners of his lips kick up a fraction. He holds my gaze steadily, like he's commanding me or making a dark promise. Tragically, he's the only man who's had me excited in a long time. Just here to earn a hundred bucks, I say lightly, but she's followed my gaze. Is that the guy who was outside when we got here? Mm Mm-hmm. You know him? No, but he looks delish. I cock a hip, even though I'm doing my damnedest not to look back at him again. Before I can answer, the guy on the mic calls all the doms up around the stage for the games to begin. I can't decide if I'm praying to get my guy or I don't. 
No, I want him. The thought of doing kinky things with any other buffoon here is nauseating. He's the only one who would make it semi-interesting. Even though I'm trying not to watch, trying to look disinterested, I totally cop another look when Mr. Rong pulls his number. He flicks his brows at me, and a shiver runs down my spine. This time, there's no mistaking it. Definitely promise there. He turns the stick outward, and Emma reads it. Mr. Blackheart drew number one. Why am I not surprised? He's the guy who radiates number one. Like a sheer charisma charmed the sticks into arranging themselves to suit his purpose. The rest of the tops draw their numbers, but I'm hardly paying attention. All I can think about is what happens next. What if Mr. Rong's ball lands on my name? What things will he do to me? As moisture gathers between my legs, I start to think maybe I do understand my sister's kink. Because I'm excited thinking about being under his thumb. He steps forward, moving with surprising grace for such a large man. Those hands could choke a person. Big fists to slam into a man's face. I have no doubt he's used them that way either. Maybe not the choking part, but definitely the fighting. Chase spins the wheel in one direction, and he throws the ball in, somehow managing to convey both nonchalance and precision. And he landed on Brooklyn. The breath hitches in my throat. My sister turns her bright eyes on me, smiling and shoving me forward. Fuck. No, I'm glad it's him. Fuck. I toddle forward up onto the stage as Chase reads my hard limits out to the crowd. Damn the blush that creeps up my neck. This is fucking humiliating. Emma beckons me over to a second wheel where I throw the ball to find out what Mr. Blackheart is going to do to me. I think I'm in shock, hardly registering the spinning roulette wheel or the ball clutched in my hand. Throw it in, Emma chants. Suddenly, he's at my back, pressing his large frame against me. For some reason, I register it as protection rather than a threat, like he's shielding me from the audience rather than showing me who's boss. I have to work to open my cold fingers and throw the ball. It rolls in the opposite direction as the wheel, bouncing and hopping. I stare at it, barely blinking, and Mr. Blackheart's hand comes up to cage my throat. The gesture's so close to the image that popped in my mind just moments before that a tingling zings through my body. He doesn't tighten his fingers, but they wrap completely around my larynx. One squeeze would crush my neck. He pulls back so my head comes to rest on his chest. The truth is, he says, lips brushing my temple, voice deep and gravelly. It doesn't matter what you roll. You'll do whatever the fuck I want you to. My nipples tighten to stiff peaks, and my dress suddenly feels too tight. The room too hot. Won't you, baby? I search for it, but can't seem to muster one single shred of fury over his treatment. No, my panties dampen with arousal, and I shift my ass, pushing back slightly against his legs. Apparently, this, whatever it is, is my kink. Fingers still wrapped, he strokes the column of my neck with his thumb. Hmm? Yeah, I breathe. The ball settles in a notch. Pet play, 
Emma announces. Christ, I don't have a clue what that means, but I don't like it. Brooklyn's going to roll all three scenes now so we don't have to come back up here. He gives this dictate with an air of someone used to commanding forces. There's zero doubt or question in his voice, even though he's suggesting a change of rules to the game. Emma looks at her co-MC Chase, who shrugs and nods. I throw my second ball. It jumps and settles quickly. Wild card, that means Dom's choice. Of course it does. Mr. Blackheart makes a sound of approval. He releases my throat so I can throw the ball, but he's still pressed against my back, and now a hand slides across my belly, fingers spread wide. I ignore the excitement running through my core and throw the ball one last time. His fingers coast lower. I'm already ready to say bread. The instinct to protect the treasure between my legs, as was drilled into every good Catholic girl, flares to life with the intensity of a flamethrower. I don't know if I stiffened or made a sound, but he catches on and stops, backing his hand up to squeeze my breast instead. Sibian orgasm torture, Emma calls out. Shit. Sarah gave me the quick and dirty of what all these terms mean, but I can't remember what this one is. Too many orgasms? Or not enough? It all seems so ridiculous. Or at least it had when I signed up. Now it's unnerving. What's even more unnerving is that I discover we have to wait to begin. Mr. Blackheart leads me to stand behind Chase and Emma, where we will wait, and my nerves will continue to grow until every couple has been paired. It seems to take forever, and yet only a minute, before the wheel has been spun for the last time. Come on. Mr. Blackheart springs into action with that swift, decisive way he moves. He steps back and picks up a duffel bag beside him, then catches my hand and leads me off the stage. Victor. I'm fucking exultant as I lead Brooklyn off the stage. Kim, the bitch who ruined me for women, used to believe in that manifest your destiny shit, aligning her beliefs with what she wanted to happen, which obviously included cheating on me with my best friend. When she explained it to me, I knew it was what every alpha male already knows. Your confidence makes it happen. I knew I'd get Brooklyn because the moment I saw her, my body came alive in a way it hasn't since the Kim incident a year ago. It was like I'd been cryogenically frozen, immune to all women, until Brooklyn walked up, tossed her thick mane, and ran that smart mouth. Now I have to make sure I don't fuck it up. I know she's not comfortable with any of this, and I want to make it good for her, so figuring out what makes her tick is my first priority. I get her away from the stage and head toward the costume shop. I'm all alpha male, so as far as I'm concerned, everything tonight will be Dom's choice, but having her selection gives me a framework to start with. Plus, she's going to look amazing in a tight leather kitten suit. Her hand is cold and slightly clammy in mine, which alarms me. I don't want her scared. One sub actually fainted before the event really got going, and I don't want my sub to be the second. I review what's worked so far. She likes control. I'm not going to give her that. She also likes it when I come on strong. 
She practically purred when I wrapped my hand around her throat. So she's either into breath play or just wants to be forced. Some women, especially the stronger personalities who thrive on control, need to have it taken away from them. Forcibly. It absolves them of any responsibility, helps them let go, and release all inhibitions. I test that theory, stopping to shove her up against a wall. Her back hits it with a slight thud, eyes fly wide. It takes me a half a second to pin her wrists above her head and another to copper mons and rub it through the fabric of her minuscule dress. I stroke her clit, hard and firm, because going slow and light earlier was a total fail. Yep, it works. She grunts, trying to pull her arms out of my grasp, but she soaks her panties. My baby likes it rough. I make an approving sound in my throat. She blinks at me, chocolate brown eyes dilated so far they read black. Her thick brown hair falls across her forehead, draping over one eye. She pants, her firm tits rising and falling in quick succession. I reach under her skirt and slip my hand into her panties, still giving it to her firm. She squirms, pressing her thighs together around my fingers. What are you doing? She pants. There's a flare of panic in her eyes, but I can tell by the way her nipples protrude, the flush of her face, that she's more excited than alarmed. Whatever the fuck I want, remember? I look for signs of anger or fear, but they don't show. Instead, she lifts her chin in challenge. Aren't you going to hurt me now? I quirk a brow. Is that what you want? She hesitates a beat as if deciding whether admitting the truth showed any weakness. No. I didn't think so, and hurting women who aren't into it isn't my thing, so I'm going to figure out where our desires intersect. I wouldn't say I'm an actual sadist. This scene works for me because I like control. I also like the anonymity and ability to play without a relationship that exists at Blacklight. I say liked, past tense because the idea of only having Brooklyn for one night already has me chafing. But that doesn't make sense, because I don't do relationships, not anymore. I switch from rubbing her pussy to squeezing her breast. Her tits are perfection, apple-sized and firm, nipples as hard as stone. Her gaze softens when I say I'm not going to hurt her, and she studies my face in a way that makes me want to tear off my clothes and fucking preen for her. I don't think any of this is my thing. No, I move my hand to her hip. Open these legs. I tap the side of her thigh. Even though I infused full authority into my voice, I'm surprised when she moves without hesitation. Wider. My tone is hard. I yank the hem of her dress all the way up to her armpits and shove the fabric in her mouth. Hold this. She obediently takes it between her teeth. She's wearing a pair of black satin panties with little bows at the top of each thigh. I want them off, but I also don't want anyone else seeing her twat. I leave them in place for now. Bringing my palm up with a flick of my wrist, I slap her pussy over the fabric. She lets out a strangled mule. I slap again and again. When I stop and slip my fingers in the gusset of her panties, I find her lady parts dripping. 
Your pussy's sopping wet, baby. So I know one thing. Unbelievably, she blushes. It inspires a surge of protectiveness in me, not that I wouldn't already do everything in my power to ensure her ease. What's that? Her voice sounds strangled, and she drops the fabric from her teeth when she speaks. I yank the dress up again and replace it, shoving even more fabric in her mouth like a gag. You like it rough. She rolls her hips, but shakes her head, making a negative sound. Oh, yeah? I tuck my hand down the front of her panties and rub again. Her flesh is slick and swollen, guiding my fingers straight to her entrance. I screw my middle finger inside her, and she screams through the fabric. Are you always this slippery? I grind the heel of my hand against her clit and pump my finger. She thrashes against my grip on her wrists, rising to her toes. Her inner walls squeeze my finger tight. Then either you don't know your kink or you're lying, Brooklyn. Which is it? She spits the dress out of her mouth and tosses her head, a flare of temper flashing in her eyes. I ease my finger out, returning to her clit, and she instantly sags against my grip with a whimper that sounds distinctly like desire. I'll tell you what, baby. You already have 100 bucks riding on this night. What do you say we make it even more interesting? Let me go, she growls. I concede, not releasing her, but changing our position. I spin her around to face the wall and twist her wrists behind her back. I shove my aching cock against her ass. What's the bet? That you'll make it through without saying red? I reach under the skirt of her dress and slide my hand down her panties once more. The angle's better this way, and I wedge my finger in her before she's drawn a breath. She gasps, squirming against my hold, grinding her clit down against my hand. I nip her ear. I'm not betting against you on that, baby. I'm certain you'll do whatever you set your mind to do. Her breathing is quick and ragged. No, my bet is you'll enjoy every minute of tonight. She moans, but then grits. Won't that be hard to measure? Okay, how about this for a wager? I'll bet you enjoy yourself so much, you'll let me do one of the things you listed on the back of your card as a hard limit. She lets out a strangled laugh. No way. No way you'll make the bet, or no way I'll win it. I penetrate her with two fingers, and she shimmies those hips, another needy sound falling from her lips. No way you'll win. She's panting, squirming against my hold. This time, I'm the one who chuckles. I ease my fingers out of her and release her wrists. When I turn her to face me, I pick up her hands once more and kiss away the red prints I left on her pale skin. So, it's a bet? I flash my most charming smile. She takes the power back by coming at me, pressing her lips over mine. It starts off aggressive but then she goes soft, moving her mouth over my lips like she needs to taste me. When she pulls back, she shakes her hair from her face. Yeah, it's a bet. Chapter 3 Mariana I knew I'd be out of my element here, but not in this way. 
I thought I'd bluff my way through or grip my teeth and bear it. I never imagined having my desires laid bare with my body. Desires I didn't even know I had. My legs shake as I stand before Mr. Blackheart, agreeing to do something more dangerous than what I've already wagered on. And it's not the bet part that scares me. It's what he does to me. What he makes me feel. I haven't had time for a relationship. Running the restaurant was an 80-hour-a-week job. I hooked up with men now and then, but mostly I was mama to them. That's why I knew I couldn't be in a relationship. I didn't have any energy left to be some man's mommy. I was already taking care of my employees and my parents and worrying about my sister from afar. I rub my lips together, the sizzle of our kiss still buzzing there. His taste, so benign and compelling at once. Is your name really Mr. Blackheart? He laughs. No. He picks up my hand and brings it to his lips like an old-fashioned introduction. Victor Janikos at your service. A Greek name. That fits with the dark curls and sturdy jaw. I sort of thought it was the other way around. He smirks. It is. A debonair shrug. But it goes both ways. I'm definitely going to take care of you, baby. I want you to know that. I resist the way my insides swoon at his bold declaration. And you? Brooklyn's not your name. I had absolutely no intention of revealing my name to anyone here. Not that I have a career to protect or any real reason for privacy, but just because I wasn't planning on making friends. But I find it impossible not to give it to him. It's like I want him to know. I settle for just my first name. Mariana. Thank you. He says as if it's a gift I bestowed upon him, which I guess it is. Let's go find you a pet costume. I want to roll my eyes because pet play sounds like the stupidest thing I've ever heard of, but everything's different with his confident step beside me. He twines his fingers with mine and brings our hands to the small of my back, creating the mixed sensation of being escorted by a gentleman and being held prisoner. It's not at all an unpleasant experience, just as being pinned to the wall and having my pussy slapped was far more enjoyable than I might have imagined. He leads me to a costume shop where he introduces me to Jayla, the woman who provides costumes and props. Victor asks for a collar and leash and a tight patent leather bustier. While Jayla gets my measurements, he excuses himself, returning with a tale he informs me he purchased from the implement counter outside the costume shop. Yeah, a fucking tail. I don't know much about this shit, but it's like a butt plug with a furry black cat's tail attached. I eye it with distaste because, A, I don't want that thing in my ass, and B, putting it in would require me to take off my panties, which I'm not at all keen to do. He smirks like he knows exactly what I'm thinking and nudges me to the fitting room. Put on the bustier and keep your panties on. I'll insert the tail myself. Something lifts in my core. It can't be excitement, but there's a fluttering quality to my belly I haven't had with a man before. I throw on what I hope is a devastating smile and strut into the dressing room where I pull my dress off with trembling fingers. The bustier is sexy, 
It shoves my breasts up and together and flattens out my tummy. I leave on my panties, thigh-high black seam nylons, and heels and strut back out. Victor gives an appreciative growl and snaps the collar around my neck. He takes the thin length of leather attached to the collar and feeds the handle end between my teeth so I'm carrying my own leash. It's somewhat brilliant on his part. He must guess how much I'd hate to be led around by him, and yet by making me carry it myself, I still look like an obedient dog. Or cat, whatever I'm supposed to be. Kitten, I think, minus the ears. And I'm still all aflutter, thinking about the tail that he's going to put in my ass. I throw my shoulders back and cue the old Sheena Eason song strut in my head as I swing my hips and prance on my heels through the club. I scan the club for Sarah and see her with an amused-looking man who looks like he'd been a Boy Scout and would coach Little League for his kids. Sarah's cheeks are flushed and her eyes are riveted on his face as he appears to be giving her instructions that involve some kind of padded sawhorse. I really don't want to know what they involve, which is good because I need all my focus just to get through my own trials here. Victor places a light hand on my lower back directing me with the subtle guidance of a ballroom dancer. The slight change in pressure tells me when to turn, shows me where he wants me. We end up in front of a sofa. I wait to be invited to sit, but it never happens. Instead, he plops down and pulls me over his lap, spanking my ass with hard, even strokes. I squawk immediately. Ow! Hey, that hurts! What the fuck? I thought he said he wasn't into giving pain if I wasn't into receiving. Maybe he needs a refresher on how to spank softly because this fucking burns. I attempt to throw myself off his lap, but he's not having it. He bands an arm of steel around my waist and throws his leg over mine to keep me pinned over his knee while his hand crashes down over and over again. The thin satin of my panties doing nothing to cushion his punishment. After 23... Yes, I counted. He stops and rests his large palm on my twitching ass. It's burned, and I'm pissed as hell. For some reason, my pussy drips like he just used a vibrator on me. What the fuck? I demand, shoving my hair out of my face as I twist around to glare at him. He glowers, and it occurs to me that the punishment was real, although what I did wrong, I can't fathom. What was that for? His jaw flexes. It's an extremely handsome jaw, square like Clark Kent's, only with a five o'clock shadow appearing. That was for making every man in here stare at you. He pulls me up to straddle his lap, facing him. My mouth falls open with indignation. You're the one who frequents a place like this. I throw my arm wide. I am Italian, after all, to indicate the club. Aren't you into public sex and, and, and exhibitionism or whatever else goes on here? His brows slash down. Not where you're concerned, not at all. In fact, I wanted to bash in every lust-filled face we passed. A hand grenade of warmth explodes in my chest and I can't stop my lips from curling up. Eyes still flashing, he grabs my nape and yanks my mouth down to his. It's less a kiss than a claiming, a public marking. He's telling every man here I belong to him. At least for the night. Apparently, 
This brand of possessiveness is exactly what I've been missing my whole life because I grind down on him, rubbing my damp panties over the bulge in his pants, excited beyond belief. Every inch of my skin tingles, my breasts ache against the confines of the bustier. When he finally releases me, my lips feel bruised, swollen from the punishing kiss. The skin around my mouth is chafed from his stubble. He sits back, lids drooping, and brings his thumb to my clit, pressing down on it through my panties. What am I gonna do with you? His voice is rough. Well, don't do that again. I wiggle my ass and he chuckles, a deep rumble from his broad chest. The spanking or the kiss? The spanking. I can't believe it. I think I'm actually pouting. I didn't know I had it in me. He cocks a brow. Now you know what happens when you make me jealous. He says it like this thing will be going on longer than just tonight. Like he's setting up rules for the relationship. Of course, there won't be any relationship, but I still like the way it sounds. He palms my ass, squeezing both cheeks roughly. I do believe I have a date with this ass. I grind some more on him, trying to get some relief. My clit throbs, and I'm starting to get a restless, needy feeling. He picks up the tail and unzips his duffel bag. The flutters are back, along with a tightness between my ribs. I totally don't want this. And I also can't wait. He takes out some kind of alcohol prep pads and rips one open, rubbing it all over the stainless steel plug that goes with the tail. Then he pops open a tube of lube. Okay, beautiful. He slaps my ass. Here's what we're going to do. He nudges me around on his lap so I face out. Now bend over, baby, and put your hands on the floor. I don't move, partly because my brain is still computing the position, and partly because I have a feeling I already know what it will look like. He pushes my torso over and grasps my hips as I plummet. I catch myself with my hands on his ankles, ass up, and spread across his lap. Holy shit, it's like the wheelbarrow position for sex. Never in a million years would I have thought of a position like this. I hate it, at least until he slips a digit inside the gusset of my panties and starts stroking with the same firm, commanding strokes he's used all along. I melt, like turn into a puddle of syrup melt, at the same time, a desperate need ratchets up in my core. I squeeze his ankles, arching my back and holding my head up, just like the kitty I'm supposed to be. Good kitten, he praises. I'm annoyed and turned on. He tugs my panties to the side, and I shriek when one of his fingers presses against my anus. It's cool and slippery, coated with lubricant. He rubs it in a slow circle. I make some kind of crazy childbearing sound like, uh, 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 as I claw at his ankles. He screws something cold and metal into my pussy, and I'm relieved for a moment, thinking I misunderstood where the tail goes. But then he pulls it out and pushes the bulbous end against my back pucker. No, I pant, squeezing my anus and attempting to wriggle off his lap. His hand crashes down on my ass, the sound like a crack of a whip. Ow! Relax, baby. I'm going to make it good for you, I promise. I really don't see how that's possible, but he doesn't wait for my compliance. 
Instead, he presses the horrible plug forward. It stretches me, and I don't like the burning sensation. He grabs a handful of my ass, kneading it hard, then releases and slaps again. Without removing or advancing the plug, he gets to work on my pussy, alternately rubbing my clit, then penetrating me until I'm panting, writhing, no, humping on his lap, trying to get some relief. I know you're not used to trusting a man to pleasure you, baby, but I'm going to show you what it's like. I don't know where he's coming up with this stuff. He doesn't know me any better than any other stranger in this room, and yet he's right. I'm definitely not used to trusting a man to please me, and his assertion that he's going to show me something about pleasure winds my crank even more. I push my ass back at him, and the damn plug sinks deeper. I gasp at the stretching sensation, but it feels like he's added more lube. It slips in before I can even resist it, and once it's seated, it's not nearly so bad. That's it, baby. He twists the plug in me, still rubbing my clit. He starts working me with both hands, one twisting and plunging the plug in and out of my ass, the other teasing my clit and finger-fucking me. I can't take it. It's so much sensation, I think I'll explode. Pleasure winds up, tightens. A crying chant comes from my throat. I'm doing push-ups on his legs, no regard to how absolutely ridiculous I must look. Come for me, baby. He slaps my ass, then returns to finger-fucking me. It's a crazy circuit of pleasure. Ass pump, clit twiddle, finger-fuck, slap. He varies the time he spends on each, keeping me guessing, keeping me needy. No, fucking desperate. Victor! I scream, and he shoves several fingers inside me at once, pumping them in tempo with the plug in my ass. I don't just crest the peak of orgasm. I triple flip over it, my body catapulting into tremors and shudders, my mind splintering. Crazy screeching comes from my throat. My muscles clench around his fingers, pulling them in as my anus constricts. When it passes, I let out a low, broken sob. Come here, baby. Somehow, he gets me upright, pulls me into his arms. I'm like a drunk person, slow to focus, limbs floppy. He nuzzles my neck and tucks me in tight in a way I never knew I liked. Victor. Mariana trembles in my arms, her orgasm so intense she's in outer space. I honestly never believed she'd let herself go so easily with me. I don't even know what I did to deserve her trust, except insist upon it. It brings up a fierce sense of both pride and protectiveness in me. I would do anything to ensure I don't let her down now. I know she's feeling vulnerable, and I want to be sure she doesn't crash. I wish I had some chocolate to feed her. I'd go get her the second drink she never got, but I don't want to move her from my embrace yet. I stroke her nape, burrow my fingers into her thick, glossy hair. What are you doing in D.C., baby? I go for keeping the walls down between us in a different way. Give her body time to come down and settle before I take her on another ride. She doesn't answer for a moment. I'm not sure she's capable. But then she mumbles. I came to visit my sister. She works for NASA. You're proud of her. Damn straight. I worked hard to put her through college. 
I rub her back. How'd you do it? Restaurant biz. We just sold it. That's why I have time on my hands. My throat closes at the we, even though I know she wouldn't be here playing with me if there was a man in the picture. But even so, I imagine an ex. Someone she had to sell the business to to make a clean split with. Who's we? I demand, even though I have no right to know. She leans into me, her body languid and warm. She smells like cinnamon and vanilla. I lick along her collarbone, tasting her skin. My parents and I, I ran their Italian restaurant since high school. This year, they announced they were ready to retire. Everyone thought I'd buy out their half, but... She shakes her head, looking lost. I fucking hate that expression on her. I want to do whatever I can to take it away. You didn't want to? I prompt. She sighs. I don't know what I want. She meets my gaze and lifts her shoulders. But now I have some time to figure it out. I nod. You've put your family first for a long time. Her eyes widen and she catches her breath. Yes, that's it exactly. And I was happy to do it. But now it's like, I don't even know who I am. I don't know what I'm capable of besides making schedules and managing cooks and waitstaff. I run my knuckle down her bare breastbone between her cleavage. Her heart rate is steadied and her body temperature is coming back to normal. You seem like the kind of woman who could do anything she put her mind to. She nods. I know. So it's just figuring out what I want to put my mind to. Stay in D.C. Work for me. It's frightening how quickly those words pop into my mind. But that's the craziest idea I've had. I've sworn off relationships, and I don't even know this woman. Besides, you don't mix sex with business, especially not with employees. And yet the idea is there in my mind, not having her as an employee so much as a partner. She's definitely partner material, business partner, life partner. I can see her schmoozing my high-end customers, making the women feel at ease when they hire my security firm, finding the right fit of bodyguard to client. But she doesn't even live here. Yeah, but nothing's keeping her in Brooklyn either, the voice in my head argues. She twists to fully face me. What about you? What do you do? Guess. A sexy smile plays around her mouth. Well. I don't think you're a stockbroker or a politician. You're right. She leans back, eyes traveling across my shoulders as if measuring my size will give her the answer. Honestly, you look more like a boxer than a businessman. Please tell me what you do is legal. I give a short bark of laughter. It is, but you're right. I was a boxer growing up. Had plenty of fights on the streets, too. I didn't grow up with money or opportunity, but I was determined to make a different life than the one I had. I was dyslexic, so school didn't come easily for me. Considering my only real assets were my fists, I decided to make a living from them. Started as a bouncer from a club at age 16. Now I have my own security firm. I've said more than I usually say to people about my background but my past feels safe with her.
She's my kind. She'll get it. I knew that from the start. She shifts on my lap, tunnels her fingers into my thick, curly hair. That's a pretty big jump from bouncer to Italian suits. She's purring, like she finds me more attractive now that she knows my story. It's everything I can do not to yank those lowered panties to the side and impale her with my thick rod. Show her just how impressive I can be. I know sinking into her will be heaven. I definitely plan to be there by the end of the night, sooner, if I can help it. I rub my thumb across her pouty lips. I'm gonna need that mouth, soon. I was ambitious, but I wasn't looking beyond the neighborhood until one day I landed a private bodyguard job for an actress. I realized that was where the money was. I started gathering a team of discreet, gentlemanly muscle and eventually moved to D.C. to capitalize on the glut of high-end, high-profile clients here. She leans in and moves her lip against my neck. For a second, I'm paralyzed, the pleasure of her attention so sharp and pure. Are you going to leave this tail in me all night? She uses a bedroom voice and brushes her lips over my neck, like she's trying to seduce me into taking it out. I laugh. I was making up my mind about what to do next. I could leave it in and go straight to your Sibian orgasm torture. I wouldn't mind spending the next hour eating your pussy and listening to you scream. Her face flushes at that pronouncement. But first, I want your mouth. Mariana. Yes, sir. Did I actually just say that? It slipped out just as easily as any other words, and yet I never in a thousand years thought I'd be calling my sex partner sir. But hey, I never knew I'd have one this magnetic either. I slither to my knees in front of him. After the orgasm he just gave me, I'm happy to reciprocate. I definitely noticed the steel of the bulge pressing against my hip when I was on his lap. I lick my lips as he pulls his thick cock out. That must hurt, I murmur sympathetically. He slaps my face with it. I'm not fucking kidding. I figure it's punishment for giving an alpha male sympathy. I should be incredibly insulted, but I'm not, because the heat in his eyes mesmerizes me. He stares at my mouth, eyes darkened with desire. He picks up the leash attached to my collar and catches my wrists. Behind your back, baby. You don't get to control. I'm slightly offended, even though I know this is the game they play here. You want me helpless. No, you like to be forced. That takes my breath away. He twists my arms behind my back and cinches them together with the leather leash. It occurs to me he might be right. I don't like to obey, but that doesn't mean I don't want an aggressive man. Because this man is all alpha male, and he's made my body come alive in ways I didn't know were possible. Admit it. He challenges me. Make me. That's all I can think. I'm not about to admit something like that to him, even if he is right. I'm not really the type to concede. I lift my chin. His lips twitch, but he fists my hair and his cock and brings my mouth between his legs, 
I open my lips, very aware my pussy is squeezing, and I'm beyond turned on. Show me what that luscious mouth can do. He pulls my head forward until I have to almost swallow his cock to keep from gagging. I make a sound of protest, but it's muffled. I try to pull my arms free, but the leash bites into my wrists. He lets me back off. Easy, beautiful. That leash is an ideal for tying up hot women from Brooklyn. I don't want you to hurt yourself. He doesn't give me a chance to answer because he pulls my head forward to take all of his cock again. I suck hard. I don't know. It doesn't make sense, but the only way I can get back at him is to make it good. So I do. His groan is my triumph. His fingers tighten in my hair, and he moves my head for short, shallow strokes. My pussy leaks arousal onto my thighs. Nipples burn and ache. I hum. His thighs tremble. Admit it. He growls like he's angry. You like to be forced. Mm-mm. I sound around his engorged flesh. No. Tell me this, baby. If I had a gun to your head, would this be even hotter? Oh, my fucking God. I almost come. Or maybe I did come. There was definitely a spasm in my core, heat pouring down my inner thighs. He pulls my mouth off his cock and commands me with a look. Would it? Yes, I whisper. It's like my words bring his orgasm crashing in because he shoves into my mouth and pulls me over his cock, rubbing the roof of my mouth on each instroke. I hollow my cheeks, slide my tongue along the underside of his cock. He shouts, tightening his grip in my hair as he comes. My hips jerk, pussy squeezing as I swallow his essence. Victor's touch immediately gentles. Baby. He strokes my chin with his thumb. That was so good. I lick him clean and sit back on my heels, pleased with myself. He chuckles. You like making me lose control, don't you, Angel? I smirk, just giving back what I get. He unwraps my wrists and rubs away the redness. So it's time for a negotiation. I understand the word because Sarah mentioned it, but I didn't think there would be any negotiations tonight. The roulette wheel has been spun, or whatever the saying would be. Victor. I have an idea for Dom's choice, something I'm going to have to talk to you about first. I bring my hand to Cager's throat and stroke my thumb over her pulse. What is it? She sounds breathless. I have a hunch about what might get her off, push her boundaries a little too. A lot, actually. She goes still and scrapes her teeth over her lower lip. I plunge forward. I know what I know. I'm right about her, but that doesn't mean she'll agree to it or even like it if she's not willing to admit it to herself. You just admitted you'd like to be forced. I think you want to be wrestled down, taken roughly. Am I right? Color suffuses her neck, running across her chest. I don't know. Her head wobbles on her neck. Think about how you felt when I had you up against that wall, baby. Did you like it? Yeah. Her answer is not much more than a whisper, but she doesn't hesitate when she gives it. 
When I forced the blowjob, it pissed you off, but you also loved it. Am I right? Yeah, I guess. I give a single nod. That's what I thought. So we could try a scene where I force you. You struggle, I hold you down, fuck you hard. Would you like that? A nervous laugh erupts from her. You're kind of blowing my mind right now, Victor. Are you talking about rape? I hold her gaze evenly. It's one of the most common fantasies for women. Yeah, okay. Her voice barely scrapes out. Okay, you want to try it, or okay, you understand what I'm proposing? Okay, I want to try it. The surge of victory that pumps through me isn't because I'm dying to pseudo-rape her. It's about her trust in me. That I might be able to give her a mind-blowing fantasy, and she feels safe enough with me to experiment. I shift her hips so they hang over my thigh and find the tail in her ass. All right, baby. I'm going to take this tail out, and then I'm going to go talk to Muscles over there so he understands we're doing a scene and you've given your consent. I lift my chin at the dungeon monitor holding up the wall near us. The tail slips out easily, and I wrap it in a washcloth and tuck it back in my bag. Wait here, beautiful. I'll be right back. I straighten her panties and nudge her off my lap and onto the sofa. If any man or woman comes near you, you better tell them you're waiting for me. Understand? She smirks. I stand. You remember the consequences, I remind her. She rolls her eyes. You're lucky I didn't introduce you to my right hook. You know how I like to fight back. I chuckle as I go talk things over with muscles. Hey, we're back. Hi. We're here. Hey. We're with we're you. Here. <laughs> so uh, Renee Rose is giving away three paperback copies of King of Diamonds. So go to readmeromance.com and enter to win. We'll be back on Friday with the second half of Forest. But in the meantime, go collect, go get King of Diamonds uh, and start her Vegas Underground series. I forgot to mention, I meant to mention it before we were started recording, but we are having our summer rating program uh, giveaway going on until September 1st. So you'll hear it again advertised on the podcast. But just know that all you have to do to enter is just share the logo or share the picture, the summer reading program, and just say you're participating. And if you want... Uh, extra credit is what we call it. Read five romance books before September 1st and post a picture of those on your social media. Make sure you tag us because that's how I'm going to enter you to win. I'm actually going to go through all the tags we've been tagged in on Instagram and Facebook and I'm going to write down the names and put them in a hat. And we're going to pick three winners to do a video chat with your lady DJs. So yeah, it's going to be fun. We're either going to record it and post it on YouTube or it's going to be an episode. I don't fucking know yet. We're going to figure it out. But we'll get there. yeah, we're all going to be on and we're going to have a, a summer reading party. So we're just going to talk nasty books. It'll be great. Awesome. Mel, do you have anything? No. Okay. Leah, tell them what to Fuck do. Fuck your day up. Make your day your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read, read me romance.